Ladies, 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 welcome to Linking Arms. I'm your hostess, Nadine McGowan. This podcast is by Purposeful Living Inc., which is a nonprofit that exists to serve the modern woman. We define the modern woman as the woman who looks like she has it all together, but behind closed doors, she's hurting, searching, or lonely. We're here to talk about real things with real women, to heal, to grow, to inspire, encourage, empower you to be the woman you are created to be. We are so glad you're here. Let's get started. I'm joined today by Ms. Deandra Dykus. And it is just such an honor to be here. Our topic for today, ladies, is grief. Grief and how to navigate through grief and how to have this beautiful resilience as we go through grief. And um, I'm so excited to have Deandra here. So welcome, Deandra. Thank you so much for having me, Nadine. It's always a pleasure to connect with you. Yes, sister, it is. And Deandra actually is an author, uh, a speaker. She's a founder of a nonprofit. She is just an incredible woman and leader. And I'm so excited to hear all about all all of those things. But before we dive into Deandra and hearing her story, I want to just talk a little bit about grief, because I think sometimes we believe that grief is only when somebody passes away. And then we have this grieving season. And yes, that is grief and it is hard. Um, But I think grief is so much more than that. You know, you might be grieving um, the loss of a job. You might be grieving the loss of a dream. Maybe like for me, I've always dreamed of having more than one child. I wanted to have lots of children, right? So something I grieve is this image of what my family was supposed to look like in my head, right? Mm -hmm. Of having three, four, five children. Um, So you might be grieving a dream. You might be grieving because um, of COVID and because there was a memory you were supposed to have. Maybe it was your child's graduation. Maybe it was um, a wedding. Maybe it was that, that it wasn't the way it showed up. You might be grieving because somebody betrayed you. You might be grieving because of your finances. You might be grieving because of your health. It's not what you thought it was. And you might be grieving because your child has special needs and that's mm-hmm. not what you had envisioned for them, right? So grief comes in so many different shapes and sizes and forms and looks so different, but our grief matters and we all struggle with grief. And so what we're mm-hmm. gonna talk about today is, is grief and how do we navigate that? And how do we have this beautiful resilience? And we felt like Deandra was such a great guest for this because she has a book called Beautiful Resilience. And so Deandra, why don't you just tell us a little bit about you and what kind of has led to this book and just you know take it away. All right. Again, just so excited and so blessed to be here and just to take part in not just sharing my journey, but I just think it's so much power in connecting and being intentional with those you connect with, um, like amazing women like Nadine and all the women of Purposeful Living Inc. that I have came in contact with. So just thank you again. I have experienced grief in a way um, that I never imagined. Um, a little greater than seven years ago, my oldest child was attending a birthday party and having a good time. 
you know, uh, dancing, probably looking at some girls and just doing what 13 year olds do. Um, and someone was shooting outside of the home when a bullet flew through the window and pierced my son in the back left of his head. Um, and it, it took us on an incredible journey that you never seen coming, um, to think that you send your child out and they don't come back or they come back in a different manner. Um, it's just something that parents can't imagine, but I received that phone call and I'll be honest, it was an eerie day that day. Like it was beautiful outside. It was unusually warm. It was February and it was like sunny and 50, 60 degrees outside. Um, and it was just an eeriness of the day. So when I got the call that my son had been shot, it was almost like I had this feeling that something was going to happen. Look back now, I know it was the Holy Spirit preparing me for such a time as this in my life and drove to the hospital, not knowing the condition where my son had been shot or anything. I was just advised to get to Riley Hospital here in Indianapolis and um, was greeted at the door and said, uh, you need to come and identify your son's body by a sheriff. I collapsed. I fell to my knees as you know most anyone would. And I remember my mom saying, I'll identify him. I don't want my daughter to see that. And so what happened was my son did die, but he was resuscitated. And so when my mom went to see and identify him, he had been resuscitated and they came and had me sign paperwork to take him into a emergency surgery. And that's, that's where our journey began. Um, Dre survived. It was nothing but the grace of God. When I say my son survived those critical moments by having his skull taken out of his head. That's how he survived. So that um, there wouldn't be a disruption from the blood and the swelling. His skull was removed. He had a cranioectomy and um, that's how he survived. And um, it was a traumatic brain injury, which led to my son being um, a quadriplegic and nonverbal. So he, he attempts to babble, but he doesn't speak words. I haven't heard him talk since February 1st of 2014. And that led me on a, a, a journey. I call it my healing journey, which led me to uh, meet so many other amazing and resilient women on this journey that I now call my survivor sisters. And I reached out to some of them about collaborating and not just sharing our journey, but um, giving hope to another woman who's on this journey to let them know that it may seem extremely dark right now. It may seem that these days will never get better and that your, your grief will overtake you, but that there is hope that you will live through this and that God does give beauty for our ashes. And so we, um, I created this project, became a lead author and a lead contribu contributor to the Beautiful Resilience Project, which is an anthology of um, 10 stories of women who have been impacted by the loss of a child in some capacity. Wow, wow. There's just so much there that you just shared. Number one, thank you for your willingness to, to come on and just share that. I can only imagine what you've been through. Absolutely. Um, and you know, just like listening to your story, it reminds me that your life can change out of nowhere. Absolutely. On a beautiful sunny day, you know, mm -hmm. and so we are to just take, not take things for granted and be so grateful for the things that we do have. And then to hear that Dre survived, what a miracle. 
He's definitely a miracle. What a miracle. And then I can also understand the grief that you're, first of all, the trauma that you went through, mm-hmm. believing he had passed and then, and then him coming back. But then I think about the, the grief and the challenges of having a nonverbal child because mm-hmm. of no fault of his own, right? Like yeah. a, a quadriplegic child mm-hmm. that you have mm-hmm. to care for so differently than you probably would have ever dreamed. Absolutely. I want to hear about like those seasons, like, like talk to me about the grief and what that felt like. Did you have, mm-hmm. were you angry? Were you sad? Did you yeah. cry? Did you yell? Like, I want to hear about how you navigated through that. Absolutely. So I always tell people, this is a journey of grief as well as gratitude. How could I not be grateful um, that his life was spared and that he has been such a um, champion of hope to so many people, the opportunities and the connections that have come from um, Dre surviving has been incredible, but so has the grief. So my son was 13, 5'7", 154 pounds. He had just scored seven points in his only seventh grade basketball game the night before he was critically uh, wounded. So when I talk about grief, it's me as a mother, as a woman, all the hopes and dreams that you ever think for your child, try not to cry. (laughs) Um, My son was labeled gifted and talented. So that meant that his opportunities as it pertained to not just him being an athlete, but um, um, in his studies and, and being a scholar, he was naturally smart. It didn't take much for him to pass a test. Actually, um, when he was in the hospital, they delivered his high honor roll plaque um, to the ICU room. Wow. So when I say grieve, I grieve that he wanted to go to college. He wanted to have this amazing career and help and give back and, um, you know, play professional sports and buy his mom a big house. And those are things that even though Dre survived, so there's the gratitude in surviving, but there's the grief of unfulfilled destiny, unfulfilled dreams, and all these hopes and um, all the things that were not fulfilled. And, you know, I caution people when they talk to someone in my space, don't tell me that I'm lucky. Don't, I'm blessed, but I'm not lucky. I am very blessed. And I'm sure my son doesn't feel lucky that he is 20 years old and he drools and has to have full-time care, but he is very, we're in, we're in such a space of being blessed and and in a space of gratitude. Many nights I cry just because there there's things that make me yearn for who he used to be. Simple things like, like traveling. We used to travel a lot. Dre can't travel nearly in the capacity that he used to. So he hasn't been on any trips since he's been injured because the care in his life is too fragile for long trips and things like that. High school graduation, seeing his friends graduate and go on to college and seeing even one of his best friends get a scholarship for basketball when they played on the same team. Now seeing my friend's kids have kids of their own and becoming grandmothers. That's something I won't get from DeAndre. And so those are the things that I lay in my bed at night and cry about. Those are the things that I go in my prayer closet and weep um, to to God about. Um, And and, and, and in my weeping and in my tears, God brings me a peace that truly surpasses all understanding. So I want women to know it's okay to not be okay. I always say, as long as you have a plan to get back up from there, 
but take that moment to not be okay. Because who, who could not, when you're in this kind of space of grief, whether, like you said at the beginning, it's a job, a relationship, take that time to not be okay and allow yourself to go through your grief journey. That's so important. And, you know, I asked that question for that exact reason, Deandra, is the fact that, you know, we don't want to just like rush past our grief. And I think a lot of times as women, we don't want to feel the yuck, right? So we'll numb it. We'll ignore it. We'll stuff it. We'll, you know, and it's like, no, I'm fine. I'm okay. I'm okay. And, and, and we won't get past it unless we walk through it. Right. And so it's okay to not feel okay. I love that you said that. In fact, we need to feel it, to heal it. Yeah, absolutely. We need to. And so I don't ask about the grief because we want to dwell on grief, ladies. I ask about the grief for a couple of reasons. Number one, everything that I just said, but also number two is I want you to know that you're not alone in your grief. Mm -hmm. Your grief might look different than Deandra's and, you know, it might be more or less or, you know, different seasons are different, but it matters and, and you are not alone in it. You know, and I just wanted to like, at least address that. Um, So tell me now about, about this beautiful resilience, right? Like, I want to hear, what does that mean? How do people walk through grief? What are some tips and tricks and things that you've learned? And how how do we, I love what you said. How would we, how do we become champions of hope? How do we become victims or victors instead of victims to our grief? Because we have a choice. And what I love about you, Deandra, is you had a choice of, you know what, I could sit here and feel sorry for myself. And yes, sometimes I do cry. And sometimes Mm -hmm. I am sad and angry and all the feelings, but I'm using it for purpose. I'm using it to be a champion of hope. Mm -hmm. That's beautiful. Absolutely. So tell me about that. For me, being the champion of hope and just navigating is knowing I'll have to say this, it comes from having a relationship with Christ because it it allows me to not just recognize my pain, but understand that there's a purpose for my pain. And there's a purpose for, you know, the Bible talks about having a thorn in your flesh and there's a purpose from that. And so instead of looking at every ugly situation, every um, situation that may appear dead in your life, I think about, um, how do I resurrect from this? How do I come from this? And so that begins to, to, to change my vision on how I look at it. I, it's, a, it's a choice to look at it in a positive way. And it's a choice to look at your pain in a negative way. And so I decided very early on this journey to look at it in a positive way. How can I first continue to be the mother that my children need. Cause not only do I have DeAndre, but I have Darius who needed me in, in this. How could I be everything that Darius still needed me, even if Dre did not survive this catastrophic injury? So I it, early on, you have to make a choice. How am I going to live through this? How what it, what does it look like now that this part of my life is different or this part of my life is gone? This part of my life is over. So first making that choice and, and in making that choice, we're looking at purpose. And so for me, my purpose was connecting with other women who were hurting in this way. And I oh, when I say the moment that I made that decision to connect with other women who were hurting in this capacity, it changed my life. I had no idea that they needed me as just as much as I needed them. 
And, you know, so often they thank me for being strong. And I'm like, you guys have no idea the strength that you pour into me. And so it's, I made a choice and I wanted to, to do this journey with other women. And that's how I began to, to navigate it. That's how I began to uh, find my resilience and becoming a champion on this issue. Um, not letting, letting people know that they're not alone, but also saying, how can I make a change in this space? How can I make a difference? How can the pain that I've endured help someone else not to endure it or help their journey to be just a little bit lighter than mine was because now they have a support. So for me, just giving back and being there for others has really, really um, allowed me to find resilience and the beauty in it. I, you have shared such wisdom, such nuggets, such, you know, I, I wrote, I'm, I'm like writing everywhere here. So I just want to kind of <laughs> point and shine a light on some of the things that really stood out to, mm-hmm. to me. And I love what you said about like your faith really gives you purpose and it helped you to shift from uh, sitting in the pain mm-hmm. to looking for purpose in the pain. Yes. And I love how much you spoke about the power of choice, the power of choice. We get to choose Mm -hmm. our mentality, our our perspective about the situation. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the other things that that stood out to me is you kept saying the journey of healing. Mm -hmm. I think sometimes we are so focused on the destination that we don't um, even remember that it's a journey. Yeah. We don't maximize the journey. We don't allow ourselves time for a journey. We're like, so like, I want to get here. Yeah. Versus like this journey of healing. And this is part of my healing. It's all like giving ourselves time and grace and space. Yeah, absolutely. For women, I think we put on our, 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 we go through the superwoman syndrome. And so I can't be down too long. I can't let people see me like this instead of actually embracing what this looks like. So the day that I decided to embrace it again, it, 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 it had a profound effect on how I have navigated this journey when I decided to embrace it. It took me about a year and a half to say, I have a disabled child. And I need, I need people to understand it looks differently when it happens in their life instead of at the beginning or they're born this way. And sure. so for me, I was like, uh, uh-uh, I'm not saying that word. I'm not. And then one day I was sitting by his bedside, you know, cause I cared for Dre at home for quite some time. And I said, my son's disabled. My son needs a wheelchair to have a certain quality of life. This is, this is where we are. And it was like an epiphany. It was an aha mm-hmm. moment of it's time to embrace this and everything that comes with it. And then you have to be ready for the ups and the downs, but it was never, you know, I had to get away from being that superhero mom, that superhero woman saying, nope, mm -mm, I'm only going to mourn this for two months. And then I got to no. I had to, and and embracing that and everything that I have learned in it, it's just been, it's just been phenomenal. And if we don't embrace it, we cannot help the next person. If you think you can just skip through this, then you're, 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 you're turning your back on purpose. If you're saying, I'm not going to embrace this, you're turning your back on purpose because in learning purpose is learning to be able to help someone else. 
Wow. And ladies, listen, I can understand you being like, okay, I'm going to turn back on my back on purpose because I don't want to feel this pain because it is hard and it is, it sucks sometimes, Mm -hmm. but it is so beautiful on the other side, you know, and I love everything you're saying. There's one more thing you pointed out that I just think is so powerful that I I need Mm -hmm. to like shine a light on it here. And that is the power of community. And you being intentional about connecting with others who are walking through the same thing you're walking through or something similar, Mm -hmm. you know, and being able to support and uplift one another. That's why I believe so much in what we do at Purposeful Living. That's why I believe so much in community because we do need each other, especially when it's something so difficult that we're walking through. So um, I love this and I could talk all day to Deandra. This is so good. Um, is there anything else? I, I sense like you had more. So go ahead and then I'll start to kind of wrap this up and I have a okay. couple of challenges for you ladies as well. Well, just I'll just elaborate a little bit on the community portion. And so um, about a year after um, Dre was shot, I decided to form a nonprofit called Purpose for My Pain. Literally being in the waiting room, I asked God one day, I said, you have to show me purpose for so much pain. Like it was one of those, why me Lord type of things. And I needed to know why me, why Dre. And once Dre got home and got to a point where he was stable, I began working on this nonprofit and just wanting, it started with just, let's just do a support group and connect women. And I am the only woman in my support group whose child has survived. So every other woman that I have connected it with except one whose child has now passed away so he lived about two years um after injury no he lived about five years after injury um we just lost him in october but every other woman in the um support group has lost their child or they have lost a parent to gun violence and it's so beautiful how we we have a chat that we talk in every morning and we're encouraging each other because you never know when that mom is having a bad day. You might log on to our chat and see at 4 a.m. She said, I can't sleep. I miss my child. I'm hurting and different things. And then there is just this community, this tribe of women that says, you know what, sister, I had that struggle last night or this is what I did to get through it or let it all out. We're just here to listen to you because we cannot go around trying to always be fixers in this space either. We have to learn how to be present and to just listen in this space. And so that is what we've created the purpose for my pain is just to be a tribe of women who support women in this very similar journey, just to listen. And even in the book, so many of the women in the book mention that I am on this journey because the women around in purpose for my pain have surrounded me and have helped me navigate it. And so it's just so important. Even if it's just one woman, if it's just one, that you have this sister that you can lean on to call and just be able to be transparent with, it makes such a difference in how you navigate. Thank you so much for sharing all of that. And I just want to clarify to the listeners, we have two different nonprofits. Okay. So we have purposeful living and that's there for the modern woman, the woman who looks like she has it all together, but behind closed doors, she might need some support. And then we have purpose for my pain. And Deandra, that is really truly geared towards women um, who've suffered gun violence in their Mm -hmm. situation. Correct? Yes. Yes. And so if you know of somebody who might be benefit from that organization, check them out and we'll include all of the information as well on this podcast. Um, 
And it's also on our website if you want to check that out um, as part of a resource. So um, Deandra, thank you so much for being a part of this. Thank you for sharing your story. Thank you for using your pain for purpose. Thank you for your honesty and for every, all the suffering you've walked through that has led you to this point because it has helped so many people. Um, there's one more thing I wanted to ask you, and that's I wanted you to reference the Bible verse that we had talked mm -hmm. about. Mm -hmm. um, I think it was Hebrews 11.1. 1. If you want to just share that for our women. Okay. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for evidence of things not seen. I share that because the entire time that my son has been injured has been nothing but a faith walk. Some days look better than others. And every day I just have to wake up trusting the will of God in this situation. So thus is just us living a life of faith. We've even launched a brand called Faith Walk. Ooh. And so I have apparel called do it with faith Ooh. and it's just to, I should have wore that. Oh, it's not recorded anyway, <laughs> but we have apparel. And, and, and so I have sweatshirts, t-shirts, tank tops, all kinds of things oh, that I say, do this. it with faith. And, 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 and I know some people say do it with fear, but my take is I have done seven plus years of just doing this with faith with Dre and my other son as we, as we are on our journey. So do it with faith, ladies. Do it with faith. I do it love with that. faith. So my challenge to you ladies and my invitation to you ladies of what I'd love for you to kind of do and process through is maybe I wrote down a couple of things. The first one is maybe getting honest about something you might be grieving right now. Um, or maybe it's something you need to grieve that you haven't given yourself a chance to. And maybe you're in a season where there really isn't much to grieve. And that's great. Maybe just remember this for another season then. Mm -hmm. um, but, but if there is, ladies, I invite you to just bring it out into the light. The other thing is just getting honest about how can you do that? You know, is it connecting with others? Is it reading a book? Is it listening to podcasts? Is it journaling? Is it, I don't know. And then, and then the, the next question that I would invite you to do is the pain that you are walking through or you have walked through, what could be a purpose of it? What could you do to use it for good? What is something that you're spurred on to do that you might be scared to do? Maybe, maybe you're scared of launching out and you, you have this nudge or you have this gut instinct or you clearly are hearing from God to do something and it's scary. I invite you to step into that and, and, and walk in faith. Say that word again. How did you say it? Walk by faith? Oh, you're, you're on mute, girlfriend. Do it with faith. Do it with faith. Yes. And we invite you to do it with faith, do ladies. With faith. Because yes. if each of us just do our part with faith, our world would look different. Thank Absolutely. you for joining us today. We will talk to you ladies soon. Bye. Bye. Thank you all for tuning in. Thank you for spending your time with us today. For more on Purposeful Living Inc., visit our website, purposefullivinginc.org. We offer free coaching, growth groups, events, and have a care team waiting to support you. For more encouragement, you can also find Purposeful Living on your favorite social media platform. Leave a comment, leave a review, and don't forget to subscribe. Remember, ladies, you are loved. You are chosen. You are seen. You are valued. You have a purpose and your purpose matters.
Talk to you soon. We love you.